3: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders
0: final show of 2023
4: wow it's crazy i love it kyle i'm ready for a couple of days here where we we reflect on what has been
0: 2023 yeah kind of a kind of a nutso year and we'll we'll talk about that throughout the day today we'll do new year's resolutions things of that ilk uh, but let's, before we look ahead to 2024, which like I said, we'll do later in the show We're, we've got four hours today. I'm Kyle. That's James. We're the insider sponsored by Jiffy Lube. We're hanging out with you until two. No D-Lo and Casey. They will be back next week on Tuesday. That's also when we'll be back and we'll be back to our normally scheduled, uh, programming where we'll be 10 to noon. There'll be noon to four and, uh, you guys in the chatty house and listening on the radio and on the free Odyssey app, we'll have your normal, uh, slate of radio. Alas, they're taking the week off. We said we'll take those two hours, and we're doing a four-hour show. So that's right. Before we look ahead to twenty twenty-four, <laughs> we don't have to pack in from the end of twenty twenty-three here. Um, boy, the Detroit Pistons—they are now—they have now tied the NBA record for longest losing streak. A feel for them, Kyle?
4: Like 28 I don't know eight games in a row. Have you ever played? On a team that just loses all the time? So many times. Lots yeah. of times.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, do you get numb to it? <laughs> no. It just gets... It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because... Now, caveat, I'm talking like high school type stuff, like tournament ball. Got Like it. nothing close to any sort of even medium level, much less high level. Okay. Um. When you lose, when you think you're going to lose every time you go out, y- there's not like a, hey, this is going to be the one. This is the one. Eventually, it all sets in where it's just like, whoop, well, we suck. And you start looking at all of your teammates and going, well, all these guys suck. Oh, yeah. And then that just like lack of belief. And I think with with professional athletes, I'm sure it's probably a, a little bit different. But I think human nature at some point just takes over. No matter how confident you are in yourself or how confident you are in in your teammates or your coaches or whatever. That confidence starts to wane. And you get instances like last night where they're up 19 points at halftime. The Detroit Pistons up 19 at halftime on the road against the Celtics. Boston not playing well. Mm. Detroit's in a spot where it's like, dude, you could lose the second half by 18 points and win. And then they went to OT and they end up losing by six. But when they went to OT, it was like, this game's over. They've smoked a 19-point lead, and now they're looking at each other, and they're not going, all right, let's rally for these five minutes. They're looking at each other going, we can't even hold a 19-point lead.
4: Yeah, and they had a shot at the buzzer. Well, close to the buzzer. Um, Cade Cunningham had a three that would have won it in Mm -hmm. regulation, and Bojan Bogdanovic grabbed it and and laid it back up to tie the score to go to overtime. Mm -hmm. That's when you're like, okay, maybe there's a glimmer of hope. Maybe. Like, when I was young, I I played on a, a... my soccer team every other year, my brother's like 15 months older than me. So one year I would be the youngest kid on the team and I was tiny. And, and then the next year I'd be like one of the older kids and I'd be, so one year I get to play with my brother and then mm-hmm. the next year I wouldn't. And I would have to play, I would be the older kid, but I was little and and we would lose. that That team, when I was the oldest kid on the team, we would literally lose every single game of soccer and we would get clubbed. Then I had, like, in Little League, we were on a bad team. Me and my brother were on a bad team our first year. And it was fun, though. We were, like, the lovable losers. We were were the Indians, and we kind of, like, bought into the whole fact that we were just horrible. And we just had a great time the whole time being bad. And then we won one of the last games of the year against a playoff team and and hurt their chances. And,
0: yeah, it was fun. Right. You turn it into a – I think that's way easier to do when you're a kid in its little league. Yeah. And it's not Oh no, um, not when you're getting paid. Right. And you're on TV dollars. and you're going on <laughs> and you turn on the and you turn on Sports Center and all of the 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 headline of the season so far is holy crap look how bad the Pistons are. Yeah. That would be awful. Especially Every day. <laughs> especially and this is what makes it doubly worse, okay? When this was the 76ers, right? Yep. When this was the process 76ers it was well they're losing on purpose they're tanking they are purposely putting out bad lineups in hopes of diminishing their record so they can get the top pick and build out that way so in two or three years they have a bunch of first round picks a bunch of number one overall picks and holy crap look up. um whether that worked or not you know whatever mm-hmm. but Detroit thought they were going to be competitive. They 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 operated this offseason like a team that thought it was going to win. That's why they paid Monty Williams a bajillion dollars. Oh yeah. Was it 70 million for four or five years? Is I, it an, I it, think it was, he, it's at least 10 it's at least 10 million a year. It, it's it's an insane it's an insane number for yes. for Money Williams. who's a, who's a fine coach, but he's not Eric Spolster, right? Yeah. And you looked at their roster and you went, man, Cade Cunningham coming back. They got Jalen Duren who can play. They got a lottery pick on Asar Thompson. Hey, there's a foundation here.
4: Six years, 78.5. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: Six for 78. That's crazy. So so then they're looking and they go, okay, maybe James Wiseman or Marvin Bagley. They have these kind of uh, dart throws, former yeah. former top three picks who you're bringing in. And All right, yeah, let's, let's get this guy in and they suck <laughs> they're bad and it's not like oh Cade cunningham's missed a bunch of time oh and they have Jaden ivy another top five pick
4: oh Almost kyle it, it's worse than that like I, i'm just it, looking so i one of the things i'll point out is that we're looking at a team that is filled with top 10 picks yes and, and top 10 picks typically have never lost before mm-hmm. like they've only been winners they're the best kid on their AAU team, the best kid on their junior high team, right. the best kid when they're five years old because they're taller than everybody. So we have Cade Cunningham, first pick. Asura Thompson, fifth pick. We have Jaden Ivey, fifth pick. Killian Hayes, I believe, is the ninth pick. Marvin oh, Bagley. God,
0: Killian Hayes, too. Jeez, please. Marvin Bagley, second
4: pick. Alex uh, Alec Burks, I think he's the 11th pick. James Wiseman, second pick. Jalen Durant, 13th pick. Kevin Knox, ninth pick.
0: Golly,
4: like, man! Like the entire roster is nothing but lottery picks, and they how many they have? What three number two overall picks and two number fives, and a number one, and they can't figure it out. They can't figure anything out. And yeah, that's, that's
0: that's the thing is it's not like they expected to be competitive, and uh, we, we 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 were talking about this with the Kings the other day. The Kings had a had a god awful sixteen year stretch. Yes, where
4: I was witness for most of it.
0: They they <laughs> right they had this god awful sixteen year stretch, but they were never seven and seventy five, or no. ten and seventy two. It was never that. It was you know what what was their lo- 17? Was that seventeen? Was
4: seventeen is a year before I I started. So the oh oh eight I mean oh nine oh ten season. Is when they win seventeen games. The first year I started covering was two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they go oh no oh eight oh nine. They go seventeen and sixty five. Yeah, then they went twenty five. My first year they won twenty four, and then they fell back to twenty two. But um, they were
0: always they were always in that like yeah. twenty two to thirty five kind of range.
4: Well, most of my career it's twenty eight to like thirty one.
0: Okay. Right. So, but, right. So, so, and, and that, that was kind of the problem is they were never bad enough to be like, oh, yeah, they're getting the number one pick, but they were never good enough to be like, oh, hey, they're, they fought for a playoff spot. They were just in that kind of mediocre abyss. And yes. The Pistons thought like, okay, worst case will be mediocre. Like that would have been, that would have been bad for the Pistons if they won 25 games this year. Mm hmm. They've won two.
4: That's still, uh, I mean, I, Like the joke, two, two. two. I mean, it's Marvin Bagley the third. There's literally more Marvin Bagleys than there are wins for the Pistons. Still,
0: and and still, here's I'm at some point during the year. A, they're going to win a game. Mm -hmm. I'm confident in saying they're not going to go two and (laughs) eighty. They're going to win another game, and then they'll have a couple at the end of the year. Maybe they even win two or three in a row. Where they run into a team that's on the back end of a back to back and they're resting guys, or they run into a team that's t- trying to get into that top three, yeah, uh, pick where or the top three in the lottery odds. So maybe they're resting guys. So they're they'll they'll finish the year with like ten or eleven wins. I think
4: there's always going to be a stretch where they'll win like two out of four.
0: Right. Yeah, and it'll but just be still, random. But it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. They've already etched their place, man. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That's that. Oh, no. They're twenty-eight Eight consecutive l- losses. Can you imagine having to do radio in in Detroit right now? I would you do radio with a bag over your head? No, I think you'd talk all Lions. Okay, and maybe Red Wings. I don't know what the Red Wings are doing. Yeah, I don't I know. Think what the they're Tigers either. signed somebody. Maybe I'm gonna hit my. butt. I have a I have a buddy who works for the Odyssey Station in Detroit named Jim Costa. He's great. I am going to hit him up and be like, hey, what are you guys saying about the Pistons right now? Yeah,
4: we should have had him on this this this. week. Just like, how how do you manage this? I feel for them. But, you know, again, as as someone who, like, you figure, here's like the, the, like sort of the line in the sand, right? 32 wins. If your team wins, 32 wins or less. That means that you have to write 50 losing game recaps a season. (sighs)
2: So
4: I can tell you that, I covered
0: like there's one two, and let me tell you when you're that when you're that bad there's not a lot of compelling games in those 52 losses. No, it's a lot of yeah got down 12 early and lost by 17 type of games. Yeah, we like hey. rinse
4: and repeat. Oh, like like that you're you have to be really creative with your leads. Like how are you gonna tell a story that's different? I did, you know, I I talked to Monty Poole about this one time. Monty Poole, legendary Warriors uh, columnist. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, you know, I don't think that there's a lot of difference, though, between a 50-win team and a 50-loss team. Because I think when you're writing, the game recaps are just, like, the slant is different. One was 50-win, one was a win, and one was a loss. Mm -hmm. And you're stacking the same exact story again and again and again you're talking about like how they almost got there or how they got over the hump every single Mm -hmm. time. And so there isn't like a huge amount of difference because it becomes tedious when that's the way it goes. Like I think right now the King season where they either blow someone out or they get blown out, that's a really, really weird season to cover because I, I haven't covered that. Like even during the bad years, yeah, they lost all the time. But there's, you get used to them losing. You know, a 45-point yeah. loss, sure, I've covered that. 46. <laughs> yeah, and Tyrese Halliburton was asked, is this the lowest of the low? He goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Last year we lost by 46. That was worse. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I've covered worse. That's that's what it's going to be like every single time. Oh, God. Yeah. I,
0: I might hit up Jim at the break and see if he has five minutes to chat with us. Today. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be okay. fun because I I'm feel gonna, for it. Right. Yeah, I do, I do too. I was rooting so hard for the Pistons last night all due respect to our guy Jesse, who's a who's a Celtics fan. Yeah, but I was like, this would be so great—the Celtics being the team. Oh, that, that's wild. Also, Kyle Kuzma having the audacity to go on the internet and quote tweet. I think it was Worldwide Wob or whoever the hell that guy is. Yeah, uh, that's right. Worldwide Wob is that his handle? Um, and he posted a screenshot of the halftime score, and Kuzma put, "Nobody wants to be that team," and it's like, bro, you have five wins. Your yeah, you is are that almost team. Almost <laughs> there, dude. <laughs> your team is no one wants like, to lose to your no, team right, either, right, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. We have a ton of stuff coming up today in the final show of twenty twenty three. The Kings are at the Hawks tonight. We will have plenty to talk about with that. We'll continue some of our trade discussion from yesterday. There's a little different angle that I want to spin off of that. And of course, it is a Friday, which means it is a fantasy Friday. I've just gotten confirmation. Siddiqui will not only be joining us, but he will be joining us on video at youtube.com slash ESPN1320 at twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. Get in there and send us your fantasy football start and sits. Maybe it's your semifinal. Maybe it's your championship week. Huge week for fantasy football, though. We'll be talking about uh, all of that with Faraz and uh, plenty more coming up on today's show. I hope you stick around. He's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insider. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube. This is ESPN1320.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento sports leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
0: Chatty House, I know you can't hear this song. City of Sound by Big Wild. It's a really, really great vibe song. City of Sound, and the band is called uh, Big Wild. Anyways, I'm down. Um, hey, one more thing. Last night, from last night, before we get to Kings Hawks, which is tonight, and we will um, we will see uh, the Kings not in action for the first time since Christmas, but looking to get in the win column for the first time. Um, in the post-Christmas run. And this is the time of year where things in the NBA kind of get real. So we will dive all the way into that matchup. But one more thing from, two more things from last night that we didn't touch on in the first segment. Tyrese Halliburton had 21 points, 20 assists, and no turnovers. The, that is a ridiculous stat line.
4: It's wild. And he's done the the no turnover thing with a bunch of assists. Yeah. Like a bunch of times already this season. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's
0: man, he's really good. He is. It's a t- terrific yeah. terrific player and uh that 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 Pacers team is is a lot of fun to watch, man. I don't think they're going to win anything. Mm. Uh, if they make the playoffs, I don't think they get out of the first round, but man, they're uh they are a very very fun watch. And that stat line when I first saw it, go that was one of those ones on the internet where typically when a stat line comes from the NBA official account or yeah. You know, like a like a real account. When I first look at it, I'm usually like, Okay, that's what that player did. But every once in a while there'll be a stat line that I go, that can't be right. And I'll have to go look it up. And twenty one points, twenty assists, and no turnovers. That that got looked up for your boy. You know, like, how, like, is that real? We're in this this
4: age where like and you know, again, we have Will Z stats here who who comes up with great stats all the time. But I, Yeah, I feel like when I'm watching like a sports center or watch, whatever, they just almost like make up stats all the time. Like, mm. or they feel like they've got to add a stat. Like this is the first time since David Robinson that a player had 30 points, five rebounds and five assists under the age of 19. Okay. Yeah. But like how many times do you need to do that in a show? I don't need to hear... Eight, some random stat where you've put it into a machine and it spit out like three names, and you're like, okay, this has only been done three yeah, times yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need to hear that every single time.
0: Yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that with 49er stuff sometimes. Yeah. Where I'll play around with the stat head tool on on like basketball reference or, or pro football reference or whatever. Yeah. And I'll play around with it. And there'll be something where I'm like, <laughs> I'll be like, I don't think this has happened very often. And then I'll look and there'll be. 78 times that it's happened. And I'll go, uh. by an NFC team? <laughs> and so I try and whittle it down. And if it's if it's like that, if it's, oh, this is only the fourth time an NFC player has done this. Ah, it's kind of, okay, I'll throw that out there. But if I have to whittle down to like NFC, NFC West, NFC West. month of January, I'm like, ah, it's not worth it.
4: It's a dirty stat at that point. Yeah. It's a stat that like needs context you, you need to say what it did when it
0: did happen the other the other thing that's 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 nuts about stuff like that is uh, let's say um let's say De'Aaron Fox goes for for 45 points and 13 assists tonight okay and I know it's I, I'm just and I go look that up and go man how many times that happened and let's say it's happened 40 times I'm probably not going to be like De'Aaron Fox is the 41st player to post this stat line because, but at the end, like, big picture, being the 41st player to do something, so that happens to me a lot, too, where I'll be like, it's not notable enough, it's not rare enough to note, but also, there have been so many performances in sports and so many games and so many players, to be the 41st guy to do something in any sport is still nuts. I just don't think it's notable, like, in a tweet, like, it doesn't catch the eye. Yeah. You know? Being the third player ever to do XYZ. I think it would work if that's that's, if that's your bit.
4: If your bit is to make it like stupid. This (laughs) is this is a twenty four (laughs) hundredth and thirty second time that a player has done this. No
0: matter what De'Aaron Fox's stat line is tonight, I'm doing that tweet. (laughs) Okay. De'Aaron Fox, let's say he goes for thirty eight and seven. De'Aaron Fox is the this is the seven hundred and nineteenth forty and seven game in NBA history. That's right.
4: No, I think that that's, that would be
0: like, where is that account? Now Now we, we've created stats. the account. Obvious stats? <laughs> yeah. I did uh, before before the season at Niners Wire, everybody does bold predictions, right? Yep. And if you don't if you don't know me, I, I run NinersWire.com for the USA Today Sports Media Group. So at, at Niners Wire, everybody does bold predictions on their sites, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Screw bold predictions. I'm doing not bold predictions. Oh, And so I just did. McCaffrey will score a touchdown this year. Somebody will throw a pass for the 49ers. Because when I did this, we didn't know who was going to start week one. So it's like, someone's going to throw a pass for the Niners this year. Book that. Mark it. Bet the Niners win one. Niners are going to (laughs) win. Somebody's going through, and they're reading all of them, and they're like, man,
4: these are all bold predictions. And then they got to yours, and it was like, this is like when a barbecue sauce on the outside says bold. Like, this isn't bold at
0: all. Yeah, here None we, of these are bold. <laughs> like, what is happening? For what it's worth, I said I put not bold on here. Like, it's very clear up front. Um, I have these players will make the team, and it's just like 12 dudes, who, like Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Talano, Hufanga, Javon Hargrave, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And the 49ers will finish above 500. Nailed it. Uh, Kyle Shanahan will not get fired. So oh. far, so good. At least one QB will complete a pass. Two QBs have completed a pass. That's right. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will have more than one total touchdown. That's right. He has Jake Moody is going to be the kicker. Nailed it. Uh, Nick Bosa will have uh, at least multiple sacks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, The 49ers will be good at yak. They are. They are no shutouts. 49ers have not been shut out this year. Um, and a broadcaster is for sure going to say "Mr. Irrelevant" during a 49ers game this year. I haven't kept track, but I'm sure that's right.
4: I'm sure that that has happened Nailed multiple, yeah. multiple times. Yeah. you should have called it like instead of bold, like uh, the italic uh, predictions.
0: Uh ah, it's, it's a one of my one of my buddies said that too. I think I'm going to do that next year. Yeah, no, that's that's two. Uh, uh, there uh, we go. Suggestions for that: the italicized predictions. Yes, for, for next season. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I need, I need De'Aaron Fox to, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, what the Kings need from him a, a little bit later on. But if he goes, I need him to have a good, but not like astronomical stat line. Okay. Because Docs can't play defense. So De'Aaron could very easily go for like 50 and 12. Tonight.
4: And I think if it's not as only easily, like but... one of his few triple doubles have come against Trey. Yes. Yeah. Like he's he's put up a triple wasn't his career
0: against, high against the Hawks.
4: Um. Before it, it's not anymore. I don't think. Um. Because his career high now is what forty four. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. That was against uh, the Clippers.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, I need him to have a just kind of good, not great stat line tonight. Okay. So we can so we can really roll with uh, with that bit. Uh, the other thing that happened last night, Joe Flacco. Uh, continues his comeback player of the year campaign. It's and incredible. all of a sudden the Browns, the Browns for the longest time were the team that like, I went, yeah, you know, you, their, their defense will make them tough in the playoffs, but their quarterback situation is such a mess. Dude, Joe Flacco's was slinging it. I I wouldn't want to see the Browns win in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. So yeah, De'Aaron Fox's first triple
4: double came in his, uh, I think it's his second season, 31 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds, nine of 13 from the field for 31 points. Thirty 31 points on 13 shots. Dang. Alongside Buddy Hield's 27. Willie Cauley-Stein starting at the center. Iman Shumpert at the two. Nemanja Bialica with 19 points as your power forward.
0: Ah, NBA champion Nemanja Bialica.
4: Starting over Marvin Bagley just to irk his dad. Hilarious. That's right.
0: All right. I love the Betty. (laughs) Uh, We got to get to Faraz. We got Faraz coming up. It's Fantasy Friday. I was going to do a Kings thing because that's what we were supposed to talk about. Yeah. Um, But we will do that after Faraz. Coming up next, it is a Fantasy Friday. Faraz Siddiqui, Upper Hand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast. You can get that uh, on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Faraz comes in. James and I will have questions. We'll answer your questions. It is championship week in fantasy football. Maybe you have money on the line maybe maybe you have a consolation bracket where you're trying not to finish last where there'll be some kind of punishment there's th- oh, if yeah. you've got if you've got anything on the line fantasy wise this week we are here to answer your questions and I say we I mean for us so hit us up at youtube.com/ espn 1320 twitch.tv espn 1320 send us in your fantasy questions whether it's injury stuff whether it's waiver stuff whether it's starts sits we are going to answer as many as we possibly can. In the next half hour, uh, Faraz Siddiqui is coming up next. we got to hit the break. That's James. I'm Kyle. We'll be back in three minutes on ESPN 1320.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Now back to the insiders with James ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320.
0: It's a Friday. It's 10:30. That means it's a fantasy Friday. That means for us, Siddiqui, upper Upperhand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast, is joining us now. You can check out Upperhand Fantasy on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts covering all things fantasy football doing it better than anybody else for us. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you got a super busy week. And so you said, "You know what? I got you guys. It is championship week except for the weird ass leagues where it's not uh it's championship <laughs> week for most people. I know I'm needed. So you carved out time and that means a lot to us. Thank you."
2: Yeah, of course, man. You know what? It's only fitting. You know, this is championship week. We we have to finish the job here, right? So yeah, 100%. we have to make sure that everybody who made it actually wins it the job is not done i know we're happy to make it to the playoffs and we're happy to make it to the championship but you know as james knows too we we, we gotta win the whole thing right james james in
0: the title game so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let him ask the real questions i'm gonna start with you i'm gonna start with something not uh, related to to james's lineup um because i'm out i'm done are you in favor of being in leagues that have like a last place punishment
2: yes me too. One thousand percent. I've never However, been in one, but I want to be. It has to. It has to be decided before your draft takes place. Yes. Okay. I 1, think that percent. is the key. Here's what happens: someone has a, a bad draft. There are going to be opposed, and this happened to me multiple times, where people in your league are going to be opposed to certain punishments because they particularly don't like it, because they don't like the team that they drafted. Okay, You cannot decide in midseason because it's obviously a team that is most likely headed that way, a team or two. So it has to be decided before your draft. So one checklist item before you get to your fantasy football draft next year is to have that uh, that that thing already decided beforehand. No No doubt. So we've done a toilet bowl forever,
4: and the loser of the toilet bowl has to bring all the drinks for the next year's draft, right? But we've had this problem that all of a sudden, due to the pandemic, like we don't do in-person draft with everybody anymore. It used to be everybody in a room for, you know, four hours straight and a big sticker board and everything else. Now we've pared it down where, you know, there are a lot of remote guys and stuff like that. Maybe we'll get back to it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But now we've done like the license plate. You have to get a license plate frame that says (laughs) I suck at fantasy football. Hilarious. If you lose, (laughs) which I I think is spectacular. I
0: I also had this. You um, You should have it say I didn't listen to Fantasy Fridays on the Insider's should be the license play frame. That should be the license. Mm-hmm. That 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 makes the perfect only way sense. you're losing is if you're not listening.
4: We also we have this guy who plays in our league, but he plays in another league. And in the other league, he fought to have this weird rule put in that if you come in sixth place, which is the last the last playoff team, then that last spot is not based on record; it's based on total points. So someone who just like had yeah. bad beats and stuff, they slide up into That's that. That's a great spot. rule. I love that rule. Well, the guy who pushed no. the rule
0: finished sixth, and didn't make the playoffs. (laughs) I'm kind (laughs) of here for it, though. That's a
2: great rule for me. I like that. Yeah. So I I like that rule, too. Now, we have something very similar. The only caveat is that sixth place gets in most times. The only time sixth place doesn't get in is if the number one overall points leader is out of the playoffs. That's kind of how – that's the caveat that we have.
0: Oh, Um, okay. That That makes sense. That's kind
2: of how we're doing it, yeah. Okay. Dig it. Yeah. That,
4: that makes a ton of sense. Um, my brother has one of those teams that always is really high in total points, and he, and he either gets bounced early in the playoffs or he doesn't make the playoffs. Mm. He's like yes. team you know. I,
2: bust. I, I always say it. You make the playoffs, that's skill. You know, you win the championship. You know, is a little bit more luck involved. There's no doubt no about doubt. it. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt.
4: I I All think right. it's skill, and it's said I have Siddiqui on my side.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent. The secret <laughs> weapon. Uh, you owe Faraz a cut, by the way, if you end up winning. Yeah. Uh, I've I've established that just now. Uh, Fantasy Friday, Faraz <laughs> Diki, Upper Upperhand Fantasy, Odyssey Original Podcast. I know James has specific questions. I'll let him get to those. But the injury situation this year, across the board, it feels like there are more impactful injuries from a fantasy standpoint this year than in any year that I can remember. And there's so many guys that are banged up or they're going to play through injury or are they going to play? It's this big question mark. Is it is it an atypical year in that sense or or am I just kind of making that up?
2: You know, it always feels that way. It, it, it is is actually not an atypical year. This is, mm. uh, you know, we're not, the rate of injuries actually not, uh, higher than it normally is. Uh, now, the timing of injuries can definitely, you know, cloud that a little bit, right? And like, you know, you see guys like Keenan Allen mis- basically missing the entire fantasy playoffs. But last year, Keenan Allen was hurt all year, and if you ended up making the playoffs with Keenan Allen, he was a big reason why you might have won. Right, yeah, uh, because he had that cr- cr- amazing run. um So yeah, th- there's going to be you know those guys, and you know obviously there's several guys that you're you're banking on and hoping that would make it in. Like Jordan Addison just got hurt, TJ Hawkinson just got hurt, you know. And it's just like the battle of attrition at this point in the playoffs. But that's that's again that's that's what I go back to. You got to get a little bit lucky. You got to make sure that your team is healthy going into the championship. You don't really have it under your control. But yeah, you know it's it 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 does stink, and you know hopefully you'll be able to plug in some guys to um to 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 win that championship.
4: Yeah, I think for me depth this season was big. Especially, you mm-hmm. know, with most leagues shifting to like having some sort of flex again like coming out of the pandemic. I know we all had like all these weird adjustments we had to make to our leagues and stuff. Um but that for me is like why I just kept picking up more and more wide receivers because the wide receivers seem to be way ahead of running backs this season. Have you seen that that this is a like Maybe like an outlier where like I might have by the end of the season, I might have seven guys with a thousand yards receiving and it just doesn't feel like there are that many thousand yard backs anymore. And it feels like there's a like a major shift that way
2: yeah no 100 percent. that's why you know receivers are starting to go a lot earlier than they used to be uh, they, than they used to go in fantasy drafts right and mm-hmm. I expect that trend to continue now we do have a couple of like amazing young backs like you know like Breeze Hall and Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson and these guys who are probably going to be going in the first round of fantasy drafts next year assuming Arthur Smith isn't there anymore but uh, I would assume that would happen um and you know that could. We could see a little bit of a shift that way but yeah no i agree now it's interesting because i play with the philosophy of i don't want a whole lot of depth i rather mm. i rather flip that depth before the trade deadline um to make sure that my starting lineup is as good as it could be now of course when luck hits you hard the the the, the, the negative way you're going to end up you know with not a whole lot of depth so when a couple of your guys get hurt you're screwed Right. And we, I saw that in multiple teams in my leagues, um, you know, this season where one of our, the best teams in one of the leagues, on am in, get to the playoffs and you're looking at their team like, wait, how did you even get here? But it's because of the fact that, you know, they got, they had so many injuries. But yeah, I, I hear you, man. I think there's something to say about that, just having a guy to be able to plug in, you know, if you do get hurt. And I think that's why you're in the championship because you, 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 you fought, you won the battle of attrition. I did.
0: Nice job, James. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm gonna ask a chatty house question. James is gonna ask one of his questions and we'll just alternate like that because we are ultimately here for the listener but also we're here uh, to get James a dub. So I'm gonna start uh, I'm gonna start here uh, Gus Edwards, Ty J Spears, Noah Brown Jeez Louise uh, Josh Downs, Curtis Samuel
2: DeMarcus Robinson and the Flex. Wow. Okay. This That's is this is tough. Really. Um I, I like Gus Edwards. It's a little bit of a tough matchup. I, I I really like Noah Brown. Demarcus Robinson's been getting it done. It's between you know those three guys. I, I think I'm gonna have to go Noah Brown here. I just leaned him over Gus Brown Gus Edwards just by a hair. Mm-hmm. The Titans have are so, so bad against perimeter wide receivers. CJ Stroud has cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, you know I obviously love 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 Nico Collins this week he's their number one he's in my top 10 wide receivers for this week Uh, but I think Noah Brown um, has a lot of upside and I just don't want him outside of my lineup this week
0: very good
4: okay we'll go to we'll go to James you talk about your top 10 (laughs) wide receivers how many top 10 (laughs) wide receivers do I have CeeDee Lamb he just wants to brag he doesn't have any questions he just wants to
0: brag about his team well I need to know which one ask a question
4: man I I need to know which one of these I I don't (laughs) start (laughs) <laughs> cd lamb puka nicoa chris Olave, nico collins i of course have rice um i'm not going to talk Rushy, about not jerry mclaren or oh london but who should I, I and i can start i can start up to four so uh, again lamb is automatically started so is puka and then i've got Olave, nico collins rice
2: or do i go uh, you know, sideways not, and go kenneth walker uh, uh, uh. Believe it or not, I have Olave and I have Nico Collins ranked above Puka this week. Um, but, you know, obviously, if you can get all four of those guys in, you know, with one of those guys in your flex, that would be ideal. Like, is there a running back that you would potentially start over one of those four wide receivers in the flex? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, I like I like Walker a lot this week. I'm starting um, Kamara, but... and we, we, Yeah. Uh, so you have Kamara and then who else at the run do you, you yep. have a, a rb2 spot or no no just just a flex yeah okay i got you so okay that that explains all that also explains why you went heavy on wide receiver um yep. but i i i if if it was me personally i think i would just start all four of those wide receivers and leave Kenneth on the bench even though i do love Kenneth Walker this week i actually have him in my top 12 believe it or not uh but that's also because a lot of running backs have bad matchups this week and um, he he saw the volume two weeks in a row. So for the people who don't have the l- type of luxury that James has, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm perfectly fine starting Kenneth Walker this week. For Asadiki, Upper Hand Fantasy, you can
0: check him out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Upper Hand Fantasy, it's an Odyssey original podcast. What are we doing about the Raiders' backfield? Josh Jacobs a little banged up. Zemir White looked good last week. Are you avoiding both? Are you starting Jacobs? Are you starting White? What do, what do you what should uh, what should somebody do if they've if they've got Uh, Stock in that Raiders backfield.
2: Well, you know Jacobs didn't practice on Thursday, and we have yet to hear any practice reports for Friday. So, as of right now, like you know, I would play one or the other. Now, this is an amazing matchup against the Colts. Okay, and we talked about it last week. You know, with I think it was Bijan, right? Mm -hmm. And he he ended up coming through. And they're just there's so many categories in which there's so many outs for these running backs against the Colts so I I will play Jacobs if he's active and if he's not active Zamir White is a a home run RB two play like very easily uh, because of the fact that we saw him get it done with volume last week against the Chiefs and you know the Colts have been pretty bad Um, also like the the Raiders have been really good on defense you know since the the court the coaching change right so the game script is going to be there and you know you're looking at a Colts team who isn't necessarily going to blow teams out of the water right so Yeah, I I think both these guys. I I, I'm not totally worried about it. I I wouldn't want to overthink this one. If you're worried about Jacobs, if he's active, I'll play him. Great. Okay, I'm gonna go with
4: uh, a sideways question. If you're in the finals here, you're you're, you make it to the Super Bowl, and you have a wide receiver on your bench, and you do that, the the other team has the opposing quarterback. Do you start that guy?
2: Do you try to block? him? I don't care. Okay. No, I don't. I don't care. I I don't play it that way. I just look at how how can my team score the most points, right? Because you 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 are you're playing a different game at that point if you make those type of moves. And, And I and I hear that all the time. Like, hey, you know, I have the I have the wide receiver for my opposing team's quarterback. Should I just go for the ceiling and not play that guy? I personally, you know, don't play it that way. I, I would just play your best guys, right, and don't worry about what your opponent has, uh, because that quarterback can throw interceptions, or you know, there, there, there could be a whole lot of things. <laughs> look at Nick Mullins, right? Like, you know, he can get it done. You know, for you know, look at Justin Jefferson, he he killed it, right? And mm-hmm. that's a different case because it's Justin Jefferson. So no, I, I'm not for, to make a long a longer answer shorter. <laughs> I would say no. Okay, uh, C.J. Stroud or Jordan Love this week listen i i love love cj Stroud this week he's my qb six or seven something like that um i I just think the matchup is good his weapons have good his weapons have good matchups as well i I like you know not only do i like you know nico collins and noah brown um i actually also like dalton schultz uh in this Mm. one too so um i'm i'm a big fan of cj Stroud this week
0: Buying big on the Texans. Go ahead, James.
2: Uh, yeah, yes.
0: let's
4: let's go to uh, this one here in the finals. Who should I start at quarterback? Kyler Browning, Trevor Gar- uh, Gardner.
2: Oof. Oh, man. This is a tough one here. Um, I don't want to go Browning. You know, tough matchup. Dude, Jamar Chase has been talking a lot of smack, hasn't he? Like, have you even seen that stuff? Like, yeah, we'll see if he ends up lining up. Um, It's going to be interesting. Oh, boy. Uh, But anyway, I'm, I'm probably going to go Kyler Murray here. Mar- Marquise Brown was put on IR, so that, you know, you know, I know he wasn't productive, but I don't think this that's a positive thing for this offense in general. That's just a less – You know, one less wide receiver to cover for the other team. Um, But I do lean Kyler. It is a good matchup against Philly. He has Trey McBride. He has some of these other wide receivers who could step up. I'll go Kyler.
0: For Siddiqui, Upper Hand Fantasy and Odyssey Original Podcast, joining us for a Fantasy Friday, taking your questions now at youtube.com slash ASPN1320, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 Hop in there. Uh, Hit us with your start-sit questions for your Fantasy Football Championships. Or semifinal if you're in a weird-ass league that plays all 18 weeks. Um, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? uh, Our guy, Eric Cameron, in the chatty house asking, he has Debo and DeAndre Swift as well.
2: Yeah, you know, again, this is similar to what James was asking earlier. I'm not basing my decision based on the other guys that I have here. I'm starting Hurts every single week. Okay, listen, I love Purdy this week. He's my QB fan four on the week if i'm not mistaken i think he bounces back in a big way this is a really good bounce back spot against washington right like yeah. you can't get a better bounce back spot than this one <laughs> so he can go from you know th- you know throwing what was it four interceptions last week ones yeah to, to uh f- four touchdowns this week right so i can totally see that happening debo and iuk amazing matchups like it's gonna happen uh so you know if you don't have the luxury of having both of these quarterbacks purdy's a great start start, but I'm starting the guy who can score two rushing touchdowns in any any given week. Yep. And that's no right.
4: Okay. Uh, let's go to Michigan Wolverine has a uh, sixteen team league championship. Do Jesus I start Singletary or Thielen in my flex. A sixteen team league is crazy.
0: Sixteen is a lot of teams. I play twelve and that's yeah. <laughs> you know, that's enough.
4: Twelve is enough.
2: Well you know what making it, it making it to the championship in a sixteen team is definitely definitely uh impressive for sure um, I wish I had your real name here, Michigan Wolverines, to give you some more props. But Singletary is where <laughs> I'm going. Singletary here. You know, last week, you know, he he did get, you know, he was the primary back, didn't get enough volume. But again, with CJ Stroud back, this entire Texans offense, I think, is going to score some points. We saw what Singletary did against the Titans two weeks ago, just absolutely just m- m- demolished them on the ground. Uh, I'm going to go Singletary here. He's a clear back in that offense right now.
0: Our boss Charlie just hit me separately, and Chatty House, I love you all, but when the boss man chimes in, we gotta go to him because I want Charlie to win in life more than I want anything else. Our guy Charlie asks uh, Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff
2: this week. Well, Charlie, you got to go Stafford. He, he he's on a roll That's here, a really right? Player. He's and you know Goff is going to be in the dome. You know he's going. He, he's not at home, okay? But I think Goff can still get it done. However. Stafford is just on a roll. He has a, he's in a he has a good matchup. Cup, Puka, Kyron, all playing well. This offense is humming. Mm. I'm going to go Stafford.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: the Rams with Kyron Williams have been just incredible.
2: Anytime he's healthy, yeah. they're just really good. Uh, they're just like they're they're moving on all cylinders right now.
4: Yeah, let's hit uh, Michigan Wolverines again. Kyle Pitts or Pat Fryermuth.
2: You know what? Pitts has actually been playing pretty well lately. His target share has gone up. His rap participation has gone up. And I think he's like a borderline tight end one. I think Frymuth is more closer to a tight end two. And I just kind of want to avoid that Steelers offense right now. So as much as possible uh, outside of the running backs. So I'm going to go Pitts here.
0: All right. Our buddy Will Z in the chatty house said he's in the championship roster. Pretty set. But if Raheem Mostert winds up missing the game, are you going with Ty Chandler, Deontay Johnson, or Josh Downs in a flex spot?
2: I think Mostert is going to play. But if he is out, I'm going to go Ty Chandler here. Much, much better matchup. It's funny because Ty Chandler... Um, he, he scored a touchdown last week, and he still only, only ended up with seven fantasy points, um, oh <laughs> which God. is hilarious. Um, but uh, Chandler, I'm going to go with him. Um, I think that this is a much, much, much better matchup for him. I think he can get the volume. You know, We'll see what Jaron Hall can do. I think they're going to depend on Chandler a lot more in this game. Much better matchup. So I'm going to go with Chandler over Deontay and Josh Downs. How do you even do that? it's <laughs> Amazing. I, I'm,
0: I'm I'm in PPR. This. I'm gonna go it's
2: in PPR, by the
0: way. I'm gonna go look at his stat line. I didn't even see it. uh Real quick on the on the Dolphins running back situation. Are you starting Mostert and chan Are you avoiding chan I think that entire backfield's a little bit nicked up. Are you leaning on one or the other?
2: Yeah, we we talked about it on the pod today actually this morning. And you know for me Mostert's going to be in my lineup no matter what if he's active. Okay, <laughs> he's just a touchdown monster. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to overthink that one. Okay, now. There are a couple of reasons why A-Chan can be a, a, used a little bit more this week. Number one, Moster got was a little bit banged up in last week's game, right? He did come back and scored a touchdown after he returned, um, and he's not he has some practice this week. So, you know, something to keep in mind there. Number two is that Jalen Waddle is likely going to be out. So in, in this offense, the way I look at it is next weapon up, right? That's kind of mm-hmm. how Mike McDaniel runs it, right? And we've yeah. heard so much about him tailoring his offense based on his players, right, and play, based on his personnel, and I think – HN kind of like moves up with Jalen Waddle, you know, out likely out in this game. So I think HN could be used a little bit more. Now, this is a little bit more speculation on my, on my part, right? Like we haven't seen that. We don't have any stats to support that, but I, I I think that that's how it's going to happen. HN for me is like a low end RB two, but he has the high end RB one upside.
4: Okay. Um, Let's see from Zabo. We've got pick two Demarcus Robinson, Zamir White, Jordan Addison, Antonio Gibson.
2: Well, Jordan Addison is likely out this week. He might be out next week. He might be out first round of playoffs if they end up make end up making it. He has a high ankle sprain. So don't expect him to play. Antonio Gibson, um, a very, very tough matchup against the 49ers, but he might be the only left, only back left, right? Brian Robinson has been getting limited practices in, in this week, so he might play. If he does play, I'm out on Gibson, like completely out. Okay. Now, if Brian Robinson's out gibson could be the guy because they just placed chris rodriguez on ir still though 49ers defense i'm hesitant okay um zamir white is the number one choice here um if josh jacobs is out amazing matchup demarcus robinson is my number two choice here and then antonio gibson is my number three choice that's kind of how i would do it
0: awesome uh a couple more here oh this is a this is a tough spot um you know you're in a bad spot when you're not totally sure of your quarterback's first name uh this person is in the championship <laughs> and the quarterback injury situation has them starting either tyrod taylor or Jarrett stidham or maybe they mean jason statham mean action star jason that statham name?
2: that's exactly what i was <laughs> thinking uh you know if you say it that way you you, you kind of have to go with statham 100 right um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just pure like, ass kicker if for you're sure. gonna tell me if you tell somebody Tyrod or 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 Stidham, I, I uh, man this, this this one's really close um I am going to have to like defer to my rankings on this one okay so I bet you I have these guys like almost back to back so these I have Tyrod like 17 18 I have Tyrod all the way down at uh 18 and I have Stidham at 20 so it's it's close I I lean Tyrod by a hair you expect some more rushing yards now remember Stidham did his thing against the 49ers I know this audience can remember that last Facts. year in Let his first up. start um but uh i lean i lean tyrod by a hair there we go um
4: all right let's get to russell hunt same uh team i am in the championship game running back etienne elliot montgomery or moster need to i'm
2: gonna go with moster number one etn number two i will say though elliot is safer than etn okay so if you're going for safety in a PPR league, Elliot might end up with like six or seven catches in this game. The Patriots are bottom 10 in allowing, I'm sorry, not the Patriots. The Bills are bottom 10 in allowing catches to running backs and receiving yards to running backs. Um, so he's very, very safe in PPR high floor, but I do think there is some, some ceiling with ETN, especially when his, with his matchup, I'm going to go Mostert ETN followed by Elliot
0: fantasy Friday with Faraz Siddiqui of upper hand fantasy last three. I'm just going to rip these off real quick here, James, uh, Faraz, uh, Cade Otten with Tampa Bay, or are you going with Dalton Schultz for Houston? I know earlier you said you were buying a lot of Houston stock this week. I'm guessing you're leaning Schultz.
2: I am. I am, Russell. I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz here.
0: All right, very good. And then Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Devontae Adams, and Josh Allen. Oh, uh, I started the wrong one there. That's fine. Uh, Walker, Etienne, or Cook at uh, running back?
2: Oof. Oh man, it's really hard to bench James Cook right now. His utilization went up last week. Didn't have the fantasy points, but I think he can have a big week this week. I'm going Cook. All right, very good. That's going to do it for our uh, Fantasy Fridays, man.
0: Uh, for us, this has been really great. We uh, we appreciate your time uh, every single Friday, but especially this one. I know you're uh, you're super busy. You got little ones running around the house, and you're doing a million things for the holidays. So uh, thanks for for carving out a few minutes on another Friday.
2: Of course. You know, this was so much fun this year. Uh, I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome, by the way. I just want to say that before we close out the year. Um, Thanks, and I appreciate everyone in the chatty house, too. So this, this has been a blast. I'm hoping we, we can do this uh, again. It's in the cards for sure. We will uh, we will
0: absolutely be in touch. Uh, we really appreciate your time, buddy. And uh, have a great rest of the year. And we'll talk to you next year. Thanks, for us. Nice. Thanks, bud. It's us, Siddiqui. Upper Hand Fantasy is the podcast. Um, make sure to check that out. They do such a great job uh, over there. You can follow them on, on Instagram as well. They post content there. Uh, Upperhand Fantasy, you can find it on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Legit, like during the summer, when there's not a ton going on, I just hit for Oz and be like, hey, you want to... You want to chat for a few minutes? Just <laughs> Yeah, no, we
4: can have Faraz on, on any time, man. I, I totally dig
0: Especially during the draft time, that would be great,
4: like the impact of some of these players on oh, fantasy Oh, yeah, right teams. after the draft for sure. Yeah, and, and during free agency. Yeah, like he's so good. I, I just absolutely, uh, especially his Instagram stuff is awesome. Like, yeah. His little video shorts yeah. and stuff. Hopefully he's made a difference in your fantasy season like he
0: did in mine. Yeah, I hope so. He definitely helped. Uh, he helped me out for sure. I didn't end up winning my my playoff game, but it wasn't it wasn't because of anything for Oz.
4: Yeah, did Yeah, didn't do. It's just wild to hear some of his like the reasoning behind some of his stuff. It's just like it's still baffling.
0: There was there was one when we we did a fantasy segment on a different radio show I was on, and I I asked the guy one time. I said, Hey, should I start player X or player Y? And he was like, why would you even talk about player X? Why is he even on your team uh start player Y and you can drop player X? Player X outscored player Y <gasps> that week. Oh. <laughs> and so we came on the next week and I was like, hey man, what the hell? Like trying to joke like trying to yeah. joke with him, right? Have to- dude, he got real defensive. Oh. It was awkward. It was he's like, it's your decision. Like you asked me for my advice. I gave it to you. It's like it's oh, up to no. you it's like, okay. So I appreciate that Faraz is not a is is not an ass about it.
4: Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. Nice. No, yeah. he's been great the whole season too. And and I'll tell you, last week it was big. Like the puka, uh, puka was like questionable throughout mm. the week and then no, start him. goes off for 24 points. Yeah, yeah, it made a huge difference. Big
0: time. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your questions as well. Uh, that segment is great because of Faraz, but also in the chatty house. Everybody firing off their questions. That's uh, that's really, really great. We appreciate everybody uh, doing that. All right. Uh, we got to hit a break. When we come back, we're going to dive into this Kings-Hawks game. The Kings continue their road trip tonight. The strangest road trip of the year, I think. Maybe it is. Maybe second strangest? I don't know. We'll... <laughs> There, there's a couple of bizarre ones. We'll, we'll talk about it next. Kings and Hawks tonight. We're going to discuss that on ESPN 1320.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?